The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Saturday, February 8th, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here with my partner in crime on every Saturday morning to break down the Saturday uh, slates is Mr. Michael Apatria. How are you, Mike? I'm doing swell, man. It's uh, it's Saturday morning. You know I got the Hawaiian Isles in my cup. Uh, you know, shout out to our boy Jay Mel uh, over there on Twitter, giving uh, me and Andrew and Hoopball and everybody else over here a nice quick shout out. He, he looks like he took down first place in something last night. So uh, congratulations to him. Just looking to keep this momentum. I had a pretty good night myself. Uh, just want to keep this momentum going into the Saturday. Looking forward to it. And what better uh, what better day than a nice Saturday with Coach? You know. All morning long, just looking over our stats, nerding out. Gotta love, love it. it, yeah. And we got all the stats. We got the the all the uh, now that there's not all these crazy trades and everything, and everybody's on edge. They have the lines out for all ten games, so we have the spreads and totals, and we'll go through those uh, as we go through each game. Give some of uh, our opinions on these guys, like we always do, and you know we don't. Uh, give out full lineups on here, but uh, our whole goal with this show has, is always, uh, you know, to be a, a great starting point for your DFS day, whether it's weekend or during the week, so that you can get your skeleton lineup built, get a strategy in place, you know, know which site you want to play on, look at the pricing and all of those kind of things. Because if you try to jam anything in, and I know, Mike, you know, uh, I say this every time, but we're adding so many new listeners every week. I want everybody to be playing with the same playbook. And that really is, you know, listen to this show every day. We're seven days a week. It's a free show in front of the paywall. And I'm telling you right now, it's the best content in the industry that you can get seven day a week NBA DFS for free. Listen to that show. Uh, start building your lineup. Take some notes on guys you know, people to watch or, or news to hit. And then that second part is throughout the day, following us on Twitter, keeping uh, all the news up on all the players, what's going on, who's sitting, who's on a limits restriction, uh, whatever the case may be, that helps you build it even a little bit tighter. And then where whatever you have to do, whether it's, you know, at your desk before you go home, if you're allowed to do it at work or on your phone, or if you get home in time, or if you have to pull over to Starbucks, whatever, spend that last 30 minutes before lock. Make sure that you see that there aren't any late scratches. You get to see all the starting lineups 30 minutes before on the very first games of the night. There's always usually a handful of those. If you follow those three steps, you're going to feel comfortable that you have your best lineup in there uh, to be competitive. And the days of you could make a mistake and have one crappy guy in there are gone. The days that Fandle used to let you drop your lowest score, that's gone. Uh, the days where you could late swap on Fandle and Fantasy Draft, those are gone. So all I say that all to start the show off here is just to really drill in that you got to have a process if you want to win at this long run. You can't go all in every day. You have to just, you know, 
25% very max if you have a smaller payroll or pay, uh, bankroll. If you have a bigger bankroll, then shrink that down to about 15%, and you build on it. And it, again, you have to look at it that way as an investment. I know everybody loves it. It's a hobby. It's sports. It's all that. It is for me, too. But I've been able to do this uh, for a living because uh, I take those steps. I never put a, a, a oh, by the way, lineup in. Uh, I hope it, it hits. And I never overdo what I can't afford to do because then you start chasing and you go downhill. So I say all of that, Michael, before we get started today, just because I really care about our listeners. I want them to be able to build a nice bankroll and do it the smart way. And if you follow that process, I have for four and a half years, and I have been extremely successful. I know Michael has been for a couple of years as well. And that's why we've had so much fun doing this show is we constantly are getting uh, Twitter f feedback and stuff posted. Like Mike said, we had a, a big winner uh, last night and that's just awesome stuff, man. And, and we just want to keep doing that. So wanted to reiterate that right off the, the jump street, Michael. I couldn't agree more. It's, uh, you know, we, we said at the beginning of our show, we can give you guys the, the, the fish, feed you tonight, but we'd rather feed you for life and teach you how to fish. So that's our goal. We want to make everybody just a better DFS player. Uh, and we already took all the bumps and bruises along the way trying to figure a lot of this out. So learn you from bet. us, you know, don't make the yeah. same mistakes that we've made because everything that we preach against, we've probably done at least a few times in our lives. So uh, you yeah. get bit enough, you know, not to go near it anymore. No doubt about it, man. All right, we're going to get cracking. Uh, I know Mike has some finance or not financial, some family responsibilities this afternoon here. Uh, so he needs to keep uh, getting cracking. And I've got a, a whole bunch of stuff on my plate, too. So we've both done uh, a lot of research. We both talked quite a bit before the pod. So we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, we're going to start off like we have been lately, which uh, I got several tweets saying people like. So we're going to continue and make it a regular part of each show. And that's going over uh, all the player news prior uh, to going through each game. We'll go game by game and break it out, but this will give us a, a foundation of up to the minute, uh, and it's uh, 10, 11 a.m. right now. Uh, so we've got a, quite a bit of a news that's already been updated. I'm even going to click the button again to make sure. Yes, it is. Okay, here we go. Big news, too. Kyle Lowry, doubtful. So he had... Uh, he got injured again, and, and he is almost definitely going to be out tonight. So Fred Van Vliet goes back into that uh, top-notch pool, as does Siakam, although not to go off track on the very first guy, but I had Siakam last night, and he got smacked and had to get stitches and stuff in his head. But he did come back into the game, so I know he'll be playing, but uh, it crushed me last night because I – I was already past the cash line, but for my GPPs, I needed Siakam, and he sat out at least half the game. But that's a story for another day. At least he, uh, he should be back. But Lowry, not having him is going to be massive for Toronto. Uh, that definitely puts Norman Powell as a huge play, too. His uh, When either Lowry or uh, Van Vleet are out, uh, his... Oh, Powell, Powell's still out indefinitely. 
Oh, he is too. Then yeah, oh Powell God. Powell broke his. I think it was like his fifth metacarpal. So oh, you're he, right. He did. He's he's out. We're gonna be seeing some Terrence Davis. Is what we're gonna be in. And Patrick McCaw and some of those other guys. And Van Vliet now has to be in that upper echelon. There's no yes, question. Sir. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, let's roll. Anthony Davis probable. He's like he's on the list every day as probable. And I think it's just a joke because everybody. Uh, it says he's out all the, all the time. Will Barton is out against Phoenix, so that's big news because he's uh, that brings brings the Tory Craig's and such into play. Jeremy Grant should be back; he's probable. And then we have the debut of Jordan McRae with Denver; he's probable. So that'll be interesting to see how he fits into the the Denver mix. Uh, and not only Barton is out, but Michael Porter Jr. is out for Denver. And now all of a sudden, Paul Millsap's back. So what a crazy set of circumstances in uh, Denver. So where does all that usage pan out? You know, it's going to be interesting. We'll talk about it when we get to the Denver game. Um, Frustrating one here, D'Angelo Russell listed as questionable for Minnesota, uh, which is a bummer. So we don't know what the heck's going to happen there, 50-50. Uh, Damian Dotson probable for the Knicks. George Hill out for Milwaukee. Draymond Green grabs a questionable tag tonight against the Lakers. That sucks. We don't know that deal. We do know, however, that Patrick Beverly is out. Um, this is a huge one, too. Brandon Ingram is questionable with a sprained right ankle against the Pacers tonight. So that shuffles if he's out. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, Zion and Drew, and then it's just a different conversation because of his, he leads that team in usage. And then Cody Martin, uh, who has been uh, getting a lot more minutes for Charlotte recently, he is out tonight against the Mavericks with a nasal fracture. So somebody punched him in the nose. Maybe it was, uh, you know, Bacon or, or uh, Batum for taking their spot. I don't know. That's just totally made up. But all right, dude. Let's. Uh, what do you say we get into these nine games? You're the the expert. I'm more of just the filler guy. Uh, stop so, it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with that single game that will more. Some people will play all day slates, but most of the good stuff is the main slates that start the eight gamer at seven o'clock. This is a five o'clock Eastern game. I think a lot of people play it by itself. It's Milwaukee at Orlando. Milwaukee's a nine-point road favorite. The total is 220. Implied total for Milwaukee, 114.5, and Orlando, 105. What do you got, Mike? Yeah, so we'll start with the Milwaukee side of the ball. And uh, I'll just be up up in front. You know, I try to say on these showdown sites whether I like them or I don't like them. I don't really like this one. Um, it's just one of those games where two tough defenses, a lot of the guys that we know we want to play are all pretty expensive and priced up. So you're going to have to make some tough decisions. So we know we're going to yeah. play Giannis. Uh, we have to look at raw points, whether you can get him in your captain spot or not. Uh, that's to be determined, but you're, you're playing him regardless. Um, and if you're not playing him, you're playing Middleton and Bledsoe. you got to take advantage of that kind of situation. And if that's the case, you're loaded up on other guys on the other side of the ball. But I'm making sure I get Giannis in all mine. I need those raw points. I'm going to pair him. I'm going to get some Dante DiVincenzo. It's like a middling value play. Not much value, 
But his role is consistent. Uh, George Hill's still out, so he's still going to get that majority of the backup ball handling minutes, playing around you know those mid twenty. And we see him just consistently get the defensive numbers, whether it's steals, and that's especially useful on Fanduel where they award an extra point as opposed to DraftKings. So I'll be looking at those two guys as my main primary plays. Uh, if I can get to Middleton, he'd be my next play over Bledsoe. Probably won't be going to Brook Lopez. I probably you know won't be going to much uh, Wesley Matthews. And whenever it's a showdown slate, and I see the Bucks on there. Um, you know, I I always feel like if you're not playing Giannis, you're, you're taking a shot on middle, on uh, Ilya Sova, hoping this game gets out of hand. I'm with you, man. I mean, you know, it's Giannis is such a hard guy to to pass up, especially if in a single gamer. I don't think you can probably win without him. The question is, can you win without him being your captain? That's what you got to uh, make a determination on. I will say Middleton's been terrific for a couple of weeks now. He's been hot. Um, definitely a guy you want to, you know, focus in on. And if you have to go cheap here, uh, and you know, some of these bucks off the bench definitely can have some decent games. Orlando is a really good defensive team though, and they play slow. So it's not going to be the, you know, the, for the guys playing the all day slates, I, you know, I wouldn't load up on Milwaukee guys expecting them to blow up like they usually do. Uh, just because Orlando does play a slower defensive style game. Um, on the Orlando side, you know, it's gotten a little bit hairy here since Michael Carter-Williams is playing really, really good ball. He is sort of – it's sort of divvied up uh, by the four guards at this moment with uh, Fultz, Augustine, Carter-Williams, and uh, Fournier. So it, it, I'm steering away from that mixture of those four guys. I, I like them. All of them actually are, are, are viable, but I'm just I, whenever I see a split of usage like that, I, I don't want to go there. I think uh, Aaron Gordon and Vuk are both definitely in play. Uh, I think uh, Vuk may have a, a solid game against the Bucks uh, just because he can stretch it out a little bit, sort of similar to what Lopez does on the other side of the floor. So, I mean, he could go with the bigs there a little bit. Uh, but if, if Giannis guards Gordon, then you're sort of out of luck there. But uh, it depends on what Orlando rolls out there. They've been playing Kim Birch and, uh, and Bamba in, in a rotation. So I, I personally don't love this game at all. Um, mm -hmm. There's a very good chance I may not play an early slate whatsoever for the single game and just focus on the main deal just because I don't see – a lot of differentiation or value here. Everybody's going to have Giannis. It's going to be sort of an agitating game. I think I'll spend that last two hours prior to lock instead of watching that game, just uh, making sure we have some main slate winners. What do you think, Mike? I'm kind of on the same same ship as you. I, didn't, I don't like this game as a whole. I don't like to force things unless I'm feeling pretty good about it or comfortable, even after breaking everything down. I mean, if I'm looking at anybody on Orlando – just to try to get desperate the value. I think Kevin Birch, you, you said it. Uh, he's been coming off the bench prior. To, uh, he was starting, and then he got hurt, so now they've been bringing him off the bench again. But it just seems like one of the scenarios where he can see a little bit of extra court time. But he's next to minimum salary, 1200 So it allows us to kind of go, and if you want to play Giannis at the captain spot, still play Middleton, still play Vucevic. You can do that with guys like that. So, But uh, I'm with you. I'm ready for that main one. Very cool. All right, as, as right before we kick off this eight-game main slate, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. Go to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y, 
and they will match half of your first deposit all the way up to $1,000. So they're still offering that package. Uh, you put 2K in, they give you 1K for free to play. So can't beat that deal. Uh, and it goes all the way down. You put 50 bucks in, they give you 25. So fantastic. I know uh, definitely have some friends that uh, loaded up on some Super Bowl stuff and uh, already got their payouts. Everything's done, handled. So you can't go wrong with my bookie when it comes to, uh, you know, the customer service and, and the payouts, which are the most important thing. So strongly recommend them. You can also follow them at, uh, on Twitter at Hoopball Gaming. That's where you get our, our home base, Hoopball, and my bookie uh, putting some information out there. They run some contests. They do some good things. And then, of course, our sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Uh, we recommend you jump uh, specifically on uh, Amazon, two, three clicks, boom, it's at your door the next day, and it is fantastic coffee. I know we really go crazy for it on our Saturday mornings because I think we each drink about three cups in the pre-show, during show, after show. So uh, definitely go to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee uh, Company. Also, um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, it's a seven-day-a-week NBA DFS free content. Uh, best in the industry, no doubt, and I don't say that with arrogance. I just know that you're going to get more of a look at lines. Uh, you're going to get a look at over oh, the over-unders, the spreads, how they, you know, where they rank defensively. You're going to get all of the in, you know, inside info, and you're not just getting optimizer information. You're getting uh, eyeballs, I can speak for myself, older eyeballs that the eye test in basketball is key. When I see guys looking sore or tired or barking at the coach or you catch all the little things, that it gives you an edge that nobody else has. That There is no computer optimizer that can measure that kind of stuff. So that's a big edge that I know a lot of our users, uh, listeners love and are able to take advantage of. But you can follow us on Twitter every day throughout the day so that you make sure and get our information as it's changing, get, you know, who to fade and that kind of stuff. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Mike is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Andrew, as you know, is at Language Olympic. And Miles is at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. You can uh, follow us, uh, shoot us questions, DM us. We're there to answer the information and get it out there uh, in this world to you as quickly as we can. And, uh, you know, listen to us everywhere podcasts are found. We are everywhere, and we are growing ridiculously. Uh, just click DFS today. We're going to come up, or even Hoopball NBA DFS today or NBA DFS today. We are really rising on all the – the uh, uh, outlets of different places you can hear us, like, for example, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube. Only thing we ask you do, and we ask this in every show, so I'm going to ask you now, and I'll remind you at the end, it really helps us when you rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It shows up on, you know, it shows that we're getting that growth, and it allows us to to really see where, where everything's going five stars, likes, a thumbs up on YouTube, any couple of word positive review, anything like that is super appreciated. It really makes the sponsors happy and it helps us to continue to grow the show every day. So 
thank you so much for for being part of this and uh let's get back to it with our eight game main slate first game is seven o'clock new york knicks at the pistons it looks like vegas thinks this is going to be a tight one but low scoring uh, the Knicks are a road favorite, minus one. That tells you the shape of the Pistons right now. Knicks a road favorite, not words that I thought I would say like this season. Uh, and it's only a 214.5 total, which happens to be the dead lowest on the entire slate. So are you going to spend much time on this game, Mike? Uh, probably not too much. Um, you know, there's a couple things that we might be able to look at and target, um, but not, overall not too, too much time. Well, shoot. Let's go, dude. Uh, all right. All right. Well, uh, there's definitely um, – so we, we already talked about some of the injury news and everything like that. Uh, you know, this being a game in Detroit, we just saw a nice fat game from Christian Wood. So he's going to be leading my board. About time that poor guy gets a oh, chance. Man, he's, never, been, he's never had a front-line chance. I, I'm, I've been all over this guy for about two years now, and it's just <clears> one of those fantastic point-per-minute producers. 6700 on DK, a little bit of a $700 price increase from last night. Still not enough to scare me off. Uh, you know they're not going to be Mike, running out. do you remember week. when he was on my 12K takedown last year at 2% ownership? And I, he had I, like a 56 burger? I would never doubt it. I mean, this guy only needs 20 minutes, and now we know we're going to get 30-plus out of him. Sign me up. I'm yep, okay with exactly. that. Exactly. So yep. Andy's power forward eligible as well on DK, so that's awesome as well. So I'll be all over him. 6700 is fantastic price tag. And then I'm going to be looking <clears> at guys like, uh, you know, I'm going to be looking at my Bruce Brown. Um, you know, knowing that they're in the process of trying to buy out Reggie Jackson, uh, Derek Rose questionable. I'd be shocked to see him play before the all-star break. It makes sense just to give him that rest. So I'll be all over Bruce Brown as well. Those are the two primary targets I have in the game in general. Not really looking at anybody on the Knicks side. If you want to take a shot on Peyton, he's been playing very well. That's probably about it for me. Interesting. Yeah. And it's a low scoring game. I mean, I'm with you on, uh, the Christian Wood uh, take. I think his price has gone really gone up though. That's the only thing that's uh, they've reacted very quickly and moved his price up. So <clears throat> that makes it a little bit tougher, but I still think you got to take a good look at him. Um, from the Knicks side, you know, Elf has been playing out of his mind, but he's going to get Bruce Brown defense. So um, that eliminates him for me. The guy that I like that I'm going to play in this game, and I, and I feel comfortable with him as a pillar, is Julius Randle. Uh, with Morris being traded away, uh, they were those two were splitting really the majority of everything. Now, a little bit of that usage has gone to Elf, and he stepped up. But really, the rest of it, uh, even though R.J. Barrett's back and he's st stealing a little bit of it, I think that uh, just Randall's just playing hard right now. He's he's you know he's one of those guys I've always said is a great DFS play because he'll go after everything. And I think Detroit's going to try to guard him with like a Seiko, Seiko uh, Dumbuyu or, uh, you know, Thon Maker or one of those guys. So I just think that he should be able to take advantage of this matchup. And uh, I really like Randall today and uh, maybe Wood as a reverse guy on the other side. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we should probably mention Don Maker too. He came out and crushed that minimum salary price tag he was at. You should still continue to see 30 plus minutes. He's only 3,300 in DK. Um, probably not going to get to Randall on DK. And it's not because I, I like all the reasons that you said. It's just price. He's 8,500 on DK. Uh, I know. 
it's a little too much for me to to pay up on. I'd rather pay the sixty seven on wood. So kind of where I'm yeah. at with that game. They're both a little overpriced, but don't fall for the Thon Maker thing. I'm telling you right now, he can just as easily put up ten fantasy points in this game. I, I don't trust him. All right, let's move to the second seven o'clock game. Actually, the only other seven o'clock game, and it's the Dallas Mavericks who had just an absolutely heartbreaking loss to the Wizards. You know, I can, I am so frustrated with the with the Mavericks, Mike. I know we've had injuries and all the stuffs going on, but do you know that we've we've gone to Philadelphia and won. We've gone to Milwaukee and won. We've beaten the Lakers twice. We've we've killed people. We've p- killed great teams, but. We've lost to the New York Knicks twice. We've lost to the Sacramento Kings. Now we've lost to the Wizards. We had lost a game to the Grizzlies. We can't beat the crap teams. I don't Hmm. understand it. So now we've got a crap team in the Hornets. Uh, The Mavs are at Charlotte, four-and-a-half point favorite. We know Luke is still out. It's uh, only, uh, I, you know, I missed this. It's a 213-and-a-half. It's one point below the Knicks Pistons. So this is the worst and lowest game on the, on the board because Charlotte plays so darn slow, and the Mavericks are missing guys. And now we have Porzingis got his nose smashed in, so that doesn't help things either. So what are you going to do with this big, hot mess, man? Yeah, so you you pretty much touched on everything I needed to be touched on as far as Dallas is concerned. Uh, you know, we should we should have Porzingis. It is a it is a back to back for him though, so that's something we have to monitor. I'm not going to be paying 8,700 for him with that given situation. Two guys I'd be looking at mostly would be like Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,600. He's been getting it done with the added usage with Luca being out, and then Max yeah. Kleber at 4,900. Charlotte's been just dreadful against opposing bigs. Uh, the fact that Chris Apps will probably be limited a little bit, being a second half of a back to back, will probably get Kleber's minutes uh upwards over that 30 mark and i don't mind looking at him he's not gonna be a core player or anything honestly probably nobody in this game will be a core player of mine but uh they're guys worth noting and keeping in our player pool for now all right man and this will expedite things i hate this game and i'm passing on it i don't want anybody so we're ready to go 7 30 game new orleans pelicans at the indiana pacers <coughs> excuse me we need to know if Ingram's going to play. That's decisive news in this game. Pacers are only a two-point favorite at home against this upstart Pelicans team. People are starting to believe in the Pelicans. They're starting to win games. Um, the total is 227.5, so you got a fair one. Indiana, 115 implied Pelicans, 113. So what do you think, Mike? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to have to monitor this Brandon Ingram news because with him being out, we should see a fair amount of usage get spread out between the the other starters. We should also see some extra wing minutes come up. So uh, I'm actually going to be looking to save a little bit of money in this. I'm not going to be playing too much Lonzo, Holiday, or Zion. I'm going to be looking at Derek Favors at 5K, uh, just knowing okay. that they're going against Indiana, that they're going to be running out that double big lineup. They're not going to be able to get away with Zion as much at center as they normally would like to. They're probably going to have to play him a little bit at power four alongside of Favors. So I'd expect somewhere in the mid uh, to upper 20s of minutes for Favors. He looks like he's healthy enough to handle that workload now. Coming back, he's played at least, it looks like, three or four straight games. So I don't I don't have issues at 5K looking at him. 
Uh, probably more of a tournament viable play. I don't know if I would trust him in cash. And then I'm going to be looking at guys like Josh Hart and J.J. Redick to pick up some of the slack if Ingram's out. I think both those guys make sense as decent value plays. Josh Hart's forward and uh, guard eligible, 5,400. He's been playing well over the past few games, hitting over that 25 to 30 DK point mark, which is that 5X that we're looking for. And then Redick, we know he could just score in bunches. 4,100 is a solid value play. Also guard and forward eligible on DK. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, have you noticed that Drew Holiday's minutes have, have gone down quite a bit? He used to play 37-38. Now he's been playing 26-27, which is huge mm-hmm. difference. I think so they're I, just trying to keep him healthy. He's a, he's a guy that they never – throughout his career, he's almost like Bradley Bill. He, early in his career, he dealt with stress reaction injuries in his feet and stuff like that. So – uh, yeah. that's not a guy that you want to play 38 minutes. It seemed like with all the injuries, basically to keep him afloat and to keep continuity in the team, they had to play him. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like a good time towards the all-star break, start to dial him back a little bit, let him get healthy, let him get that extra week and a half of rest and come back strong in the second half of the season. Yeah, and you, that's a good point. I'll tell you, though, man, I I very, you know, can be pretty sure that for the near future, at least the next couple of weeks, I will never be recommending a Pelican guard. I just think right now with Holiday and Ball and Hart playing so well and Reddick eating his minutes and then, you know, they try to squeeze a little Frank Jackson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Uh, all You know, they just have so many guards um, that it really creates an issue. Uh, Etwan Moore still there too, isn't he? Um so they, they just have a lot of guys at the one, two, and even the smaller three that are, are needing minutes and split and usage. So if I play any Pelicans, it's going to be Ingram or Zion. I mean, they both uh, are raising their game. I still think Zion is, is very overweight and can be way, way better uh, if he can get himself in shape. And, and I, I know he's amazing, but... I'm telling you, if that dude dropped like 20, 30 pounds, uh, he could be one of the best players in the league right now. So hopefully he'll get <clears throat> be able to do that. But, you know, if Ingram doesn't play or is limited, um, I'm tempted to look at Zion. I, I've gotten burned on favors because you just never know with him. Um, on, the, on the pacer side, you know, I think, Sabonis is so expensive now, but he's so steady. I've uh, really enjoyed uh, his play. But, you know, there are guys questionable for the Pacers, too. So we have to watch the news there. Uh, you know, the whole dynamic of that team has changed with Oladipo back. It, you know, I used to play Brogdon a ton. Uh, I, You know, you, you would get some value plays in, in, in either one of the Holiday brothers. You know, and Warren's been hurt now. Turner's still not producing as he did. They're getting some good stuff off the bench from guys like McDermott. It's just, it's a mess for DFS right now. And uh, for that reason, really, excuse me, I've got the frog in the throat today. Uh, I just, I'm not crazy about this game. I think there's a few playable pieces depending on how the news rolls out. But I just... uh, you know, you know me. If if there's not defined roles where I really confidently feel that the guy's going to get a good 35 minute run and be one of the top three usage guys on the team, when we have you know 18 teams to choose from, 
why take a guy and then hope he gets 10% usage? I mean, it's just, you can't do it. So that's, that's my thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, you, uh, you're, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I'm looking over on DraftKings. I have interest in Old Depot, knowing that he rested last night, 4,400 only on DK. So, yes, he might not be wow. playing 30-plus minutes. He played 28 minutes, though, and that's all I need to see going against Toronto to make him uh, in my value player pool. And knowing that, that coming off that nice rest game, he's, he's going to start getting right back into the regular usage. If the minutes aren't going to be there, the usage still will. So I have right. a ton of interest in Old Depot, and I don't mind looking at Brogdon. I think he's still underpriced at 6500 on DK, probably where I'll draw the line. 9500 for Sabonis is a little bit too much for me. Great matchup, great everything else. I could see him hitting 5X, but I play GPPs. I'm looking for just a little bit more, and I don't want to pay for his ceiling price tag in this kind of matchup. And uh, before we bounce off this, worth noting, Derek Favors did drop uh, 36 or 38 DK points against the Pacers early in the year in limited minutes. I think it only took him about 25 or 26 minutes to get that done. Nice. Good sneaky play. There's your secret squirrel. Hey, speaking of secret squirrel, you know who won the last one, right? I honestly don't. <laughs> I don't even remember it, honestly, Coach. And that's my fault. So I'm guessing you did. Uh, if it's getting brought I, up. I <laughs> I did, sir. I'm up by two, and and one week from tomorrow is the All-Star game. So you better find a secret squirrel here. Favors might be the one. I may even give you two secret squirrel shots today. All right. To I like that. Either right, well, tie it up or I'm willing to bet on some favors. So if you can find someone around that 5K that uh, you feel confident in, I'll take favors. On DraftKings, right? You're looking in DraftKings. I'll yeah. tell you, you know, I've uh, and this this is an unpaid solicitation here, but I have moved m- the majority of my play to FanDuel, and I know that they don't have late swap, and that or else I'd play all on FanDuel. I just like their pricing. I like you get to build nine guys in there. You don't have like 18 million cross uh, positionality, and uh, I don't know. I, I still play them both, but I, you know, if you haven't checked out FanDuel, you should check them out. They're they're really solid. Um, all right, I'm I'm pulling up a a contest real quickly just so I can look at it as we go through these games. And I don't want to not, you know, if you're going to wear a chicken suit, I want you to feel comfortable. You at least have a <laughs> chance to to uh, get out of it. All right, so I <clears throat> I've got the worst uh, horse in my throat today. All right, so that's it. Let's go to the next game. We've got uh, the last 7.30 game, Brooklyn Nets, Toronto Raptors. Raptors are a six-point favorite. They lost Lowry now, so that's going to really hurt them. Uh, totals only 219, 112.5 Toronto, 106.5 for Brooklyn. Uh, what do you think there, Mr. Apatria? So I'll start over on Brooklyn. Uh, you know, everybody's favorite shock, Karis LeVert, came out and, you know, paid dividends yeah. in the last two games. And it's all due to that usage with Kyrie being out. He's starting to be more assertive, which is something that we want to take notice of. 20 shot attempts in the last two games. Uh, it's a total of 40 in that span. So I'll have some interest in him. I don't I don't mind that price tag. 6300 on DK, another one of those guys that both forward and guard eligible. So it makes him easy to kind of fit in there on DK. So I'll be yeah. looking at him. Probably won't be going to Dinwiddie too much. 7,800. We've seen him take a backseat. The more assertive Levert is, the less assertive Dinwiddie gets to be. So he's kind of taking that usage directly from Dinwiddie. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards that Levert side of it. And that's probably all I'm looking at on Brooklyn. I don't like to target Toronto too much. And then I think uh, most of my love is going to be on the Toronto side of the ball. With Lowry out, we have to look at Van Vliet. 6,900. Firmly in play. I love that. 
Uh, and I also love Terrence Davis, 3,800. He's just been playing those high 20 minutes. Uh, and now with, with Lowry out, he's going to be relied on to do a lot more. He scored at least 37 DK points over two of the last three games. Fire him up. Great matchup. Great value play. Um, and then we have to mention uh, Abaka. It's the center going against the Nets. So those are the three guys yep. I'll have in my player pool. Yeah, I you know, Van Vliet and Abaka are going to make my lineup tonight. I just... You know, the, the usage shift with Lowry out and uh, the matchup with the Nets, I just – I really like those two guys. That's that's my <clears> – <throat> those are my two key guys from this game. So um, I'm with you, though. A lot of good points. Uh, Davis is certainly stepping up, you know, being the, the newest unknown uh, Do you know Toronto his story, Coach? Raptor. Uh, do you, I know do it's you know- a pretty great one. Go do- ahead. I mean, so there's if you can go on YouTube and you can look this up, there's uh, you know, I've watched a few YouTube videos on him and stuff like that. And supposedly he drove down his draft stock on purpose. Uh, he hmm. you know, he went or he you know, he was mentioned in the draft and all this. He got hurt. So he purposely drove down his draft stock and that he should have potentially at one point early on in the beginning of the collegiate season before the draft. He was, you know, in up there for a top 12, top 15 pick. So this kid's oh, wow. very good. He's very talented. He knows how to play. He's he looks like he's almost coming in with that Malcolm Brogdon esque, uh, veteran savvy attitude. So I, I have a lot of hmm. interest in this kid going forward. I like him. I think you know the Raptors are good at finding these these little uh, these little ancillary guys that end up being very good role players. Whether it's you know Norman Powell, Fred Van Vliet, now it's Terrence Davis. So I, right. I have a I have a lot of interest in this guy. The Raptors know what they're doing with him. They use him very well. Uh, whether he's starting, coming off the bench, the minutes and the usage are going to be there for him. That's good. I, I like the I like the the thought, and I'll tell you they're they're in the top five front office slash coach groups right now in the league. You know, with Riley and Spolstra, and with some of the other coach uh, GM spots. That's what I think has really turned Toronto around. I mean, you don't accidentally just keep falling on these guys. You know how to draft. You know how to train them. You know how to get them where they are. You know, Siakam was in the G League. He now is a starter in in the uh, uh, All Star game. Voted what, in. Wasn't even he, playing basketball seven years ago, Coach. I know. That, that's still one of the craziest facts about you know any basketball players. That's see, see, I've been playing basketball longer than Pascal Siakam, but I'm terrible. <laughs> so I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. I mean, they've done that with. I mean, Van Vliet was almost out of the league. You know, he was could barely get on the floor. You know, Lowry was supposedly washed up and, and, you know, on the downside of his career. You know, they got Gasol, whose career is barely hanging on. He's, he's close to retirement. So they've taken all these other younger guys, too. And like you said, the Piles and Davises and and even the, the cast-off guys like Patrick McCaw and some of these guys that couldn't make teams. And, and you got to give that credit to the – the front office and the coaches, they've done a great job there with Toronto. So I, I always enjoy rostering their guys. They, they're not nurses, not afraid to play his best players. A lot of minutes. Uh, and that's always a plus. I mean, you know, for a good portion of the season, Lowry and Van Fleet were one, two in minutes played. So, you know, and now see starting to get quite a few now that he's back healthy. So don't worry. I wouldn't worry about uh, firing up any of those guys. Obviously, you know, uh, what do you think about Brooklyn, though, with that dynamic now of their their rotation uh, with the different injuries and stuff? It's just going to be a little vert for me. I just, um, you know, I don't I don't 
trust them going against this tough matchup. It's not the one I want to pick on. It's Joe Harris is priced right. Torian Prince is priced right. Both those guys doesn't leave much room for, you know, maybe in cash you could look at those guys, but I still feel like we have better guys that we can look at for cheaper salaries and feel more confidence in. So it's just going to be Levert for me, and it's based on the upside. Uh, he's going to be a little bit chalkier. A lot of people are going to be game log watching. They're going to see those two 20-shot uh, attempt games. They're going to see the yeah, yeah. next to 40 DK points in both the games. So uh, I expect them to draw ownership, and maybe that kind of helps me pivot off them a little bit. But I'm mostly going to be loading up on these Toronto guys. I, I like, you know, maybe looking at two of those guys in each one of my lineups. Good stuff. Uh, let's let's move on to the eight o'clock game, which is the Clippers at the Timberwolves. Uh, you've got the biggest total of the night here, so this game should be interesting. The Clippers are an eight and a half point favorite, which you know does bring that slight fear of blowout in there. But uh, again, the totals two thirty one and a half. 120 implied total for the Clippers, by far the highest. And one eleven and a half for the Timberwolves. So, Clippers have <clears throat> the majority of their guns back, which should make it interesting. And the Timberwolves, uh, you know, with D'Angelo being questionable, we need, you know, that's huge news that we have to get. But how do you look at this game prior to the D'Angelo news? I so the, my take on it is when I hear the spread of eight and a half points, it kind of leads me to believe D'Angelo will play because I figured this would be a double digit spread if D'Angelo wasn't playing. I mean, just the fact that they shipped off Covington, shipped off Wiggins, all those bodies gone, and D'Angelo yeah. being the only you know I guess difference maker piece aside of Malik Beasley coming back, kind of leads me to believe that he's going to play. Uh, so that's that bodes well if you're looking at this game as far as Clipper ownership and everything like that because you really want if you're playing a Paul George or if you're playing a Quad Leonard you want this game to stay close because those would be the two guys coming off the court if it gets out of hand. But in general, I still think it's going to get out of hand. I don't have a ton of interest in it. I don't want to pay the 10K price tag almost for Kawhi Leonard with some of the other options that we have on the slate. I'm not going to knock you if you do want to play it. Same thing with Paul George. I'd probably prefer Paul George at 8,400 in hopes that this game stays close because we've seen him play 31 minutes against San Antonio when it was a three-point game, and we've seen him play 26 minutes against Miami when it was a 17-point game. So his, uh, his, his minutes are directly correlated to the score of the game. Uh, yeah. And then I think, you know, maybe taking a shot on a guy like Zubak, 4,600, seeing a little bit of extended run. They're going to need his body going against Carl Anthony Towns, at least in there for the fouls. Uh, but even then, I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about anybody um, over here on on the uh, on the Clippers side of the ball. I know Lou Williams is going to see extended run and usage with Patrick Beverly off the court. So that's something that, you know, maybe if you want to put your hat on, but it's still usage. It's not like it's the same Lou Will that we're looking at with Kawhi Leonard or Paul George or one of those guys sitting out. So I I really don't have a lot of interest in the, in the Clippers. And then looking over excuse me, on the Milwaukee side of the, or Milwaukee, on the Minnesota side of the ball, Carl Anthony Towns is an absolutely fantastic spot. We talk about centers going against the Clippers all the time. Yep. He's played them twice already this season. He's, and he's averaging 60 DK points against them in two games. So, I mean, uh-huh. I have to have a little bit of interest in Cat, and if I do, it's going to be running it back probably with somebody on that Clippers side of the ball trying to get a little game, like a mini game stack action. Uh, but that's it. I mean, Okogi. Uh, if Russell, you know, I expect the Kogi to step up now with Wiggins gone, see a few extra minutes, probably in the high 30s, <clears throat> decent value play at 49. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be gravitating towards like Terrence Davis and some of these other guys that, we, that we're going to talk about in a little while over those value plays. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you this much <clears throat> because it's the Clippers and T-Wolves and all these top notch players uh, and that it's the highest total. I think this will be the highest owned game on the DFS slate. I think you're going to see a ton of cat. You're going to see a, a lot of 
uh, George and Kawhi like you normally do. You're going to see a little bit more Lou than you usually do because of, like you said, Pat Bev being out. People like to play Harrell. Uh, you know, definitely D'Angelo Russell is in play if if he goes. So I say that to say, I you know, it's a hard game to figure, but I need the D'Angelo Russell news because I would think Doc and the Clippers, uh, they know the cat has just crushed them twice in a row. Uh, and if they don't have anybody, you know, without Wiggins on the perimeter and if D'Angelo Russell doesn't sit out and Covington's not out there spotting up for three, I think they double the living daylights out of Cat uh, and just get the ball out of his hands as much as possible, extend the defense out on him so he can't drain so many threes. And so it's it's weird for me. You know, I need the D'Angelo Russell news because if he plays, then I'm, I'm going to roster Cat. If he doesn't play, then I'm not going to roster Cat for the reason I just stated. So sort of a little bit of a game within the game there. And I, I think that's going to be a, a big shifter of how this slate is going to go. Um, you know, and I definitely would like to play either Kawhi or George. I don't want to spend up for both of them because Minnesota does play at a really good pace. And uh, I think this game could be really interesting uh, for a good stretch of it if D'Angelo and Cat both play. So, you know, I could go as little as zero guys to as many as three guys in this game, depending on that Russell news. So follow that closely because I think, uh, you know, this game is going to shift the slate in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, especially knowing that all the injuries that we're going to get to in that next game, uh, kind of taking some of the love away from those stars that we'd otherwise pay up for. No doubt about it. All right, three games left. Uh, 8.30 game Lakers at Warriors. Uh, big, fat, 14-point favorite for the Lakers. 223 total, 118.5 for Lakers, 104.5 for Warriors. So not only are there a bunch of injuries, you've got all the blowout concerns, you know, possible minutes of being an issue with some of these guys. So these this is where... This is why you make the big money, Mike. You have to like figure out games like this that have 10 different layers to them. So thank goodness you're on the show and so much smarter than me. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the text to come through my phone of you asking for something. There's got to be a favor <laughs> coming with that, with that comp now. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of taking. <laughs> just joking with you. I'm taking the approach of a blowout on this one. I just can't imagine Golden State uh, keeping this one in check if Draymond is forced to sit out as well and. You know, Wiggins, he's he's questionable to suit up. There's a chance that, you know, if doesn't suit up, odds are maybe Wiggins doesn't suit up either. Why run him out there just to get obliterated by the Lakers in three seconds? Not a good way to build confidence to the guy you just traded for. So I'm not I'm not really going to be looking at any of the primary pieces on either side of the ball. I'm going to be looking at ancillary guys. So with the Lakers, the ancillary piece I'm going to be mostly looking at would be a guy like Alex Caruso. Played 27 minutes in that last game where they got blown out by the Rockets pretty much. So I don't mind yeah. looking at a guy like that. Uh, even then, I mean, like, again, Terrence Davis, only a few hundred dollars more. I think we have more secure and better value to look at on the board. So I don't know if I'm going to end up there. But he's probably going to be one of my main options. If you want to take a stab in a guy like Rondo at 3,800, maybe he sees a few extra minutes if the game gets out of hand, sure. Um, but I'm not, I don't think I'll be spending up on Davis. I don't think I'll be spending out on LeBron. Uh, just They should just be able to handle this easily. Uh, and then yeah. on the other side of the ball, I imagine that, you know, Bowman's now going to see significant run, 3Ks, minimum salary. He's a guy that's going to be in my player pool. Uh, and then I'll be looking at a guy like Jordan Poole. I expect him to see significant run. These are two guys I expect to see big minutes because of the recent trades. 
But also, if this game gets out of hand, I don't expect them to get yanked off the court either. Uh, they're going to be limited in bodies as well, so that's something worth monitoring. So both those guys would be two of my favorite options. And then I'll be looking at ancillary guys, Eric Pascal, Damian Lee. They're both a little bit priced up, so you know the fear of the, uh, the maybe a couple minutes getting taken away from them is there. But again, very limited body situation, almost like that Denver Nuggets situation where a lot of these guys are just going to have to play regardless. Yeah, it's bizarre, man. They gutted a lot of that team. I mean, I, I've got Kai Bowman cl- plugged in for like 35, 38 minutes. Uh, who else is going to play point for them? I Well, I would, I would expect something more or less probably, uh, probably about 28 to 32 is where I have him pegged just because if they do want to throw out like a point Draymond if he's healthy – or point. I, I'm just. Healthy. I'm considering Draymond's not going to play. That's what okay. I. That's. I'm, I'm not. We don't have the news, but oh, that's Draymond's just out. my He's gut gonna feeling. To He's going to have to play. Bottom line. Yeah. I mean, it's their rotation is just. Who's the? You know, that's the other thing. This is the strangest thing to ever say, but it's true. Damian Lee might be their best player on the floor. If, <laughs> if, I mean, isn't that nuts? Uh, yeah, I mean, a guy that was not even on their roster that had to fight for a, a spot and earned a spot is now one of their best players. I mean, it's, it's so crazy. I mean, they don't have Robinson. They don't have Spellman's gone too. They they don't have uh, all their. I mean, it's just it's bizarre. I I I'm not sure uh, what to expect from this game. But the Lakers are such a good defensive team too. I mean, it, how does this game not blow out, man? I mean, I. I would take Lakers minus fourteen in a heartbeat. I, but again, the Lakers got blown out by the six foot midget uh, Houston uh, Houston uh, Rockets. So, shoot, man, I don't know. We uh, we shall see. I mean, it it would be shocking to see if uh, you know maybe they catch them, pull their pants down, catch them on a, on a day where they're coming in lackadaisical. Who knows? But I'd be shocked if they could keep this game close. I'd be very very shocked. Uh, this game's the hardest game on the slate for me to figure i i feel like you know i just want to say screw it and just move on but i think there's a couple of great guys to take here you know uh that you really have to look at so i don't know we got to do some more digging wait for some news get some lineups uh you know i'm going to be hitting up the the information of all the beat writers and stuff because obviously we won't have lineups when lock hits for this game but you know, if you're playing DraftKings, you know, you can plug in a few guys and, and still switch them out. But uh, I don't know. An interesting game, man. It's this is this is a good time for for DFS pros, though, because, you know, the the general public with all these trades that have gone down and all the rotations that have changed and everything that's happening, you know, they're sitting here just like, what the hell am I going to do with all this and what's going to happen where at least we have a feel for where some of those minutes and usage are going to go. So hopefully this information we're sharing with you can, you know, dig in a little bit and, and find some uh, some good nuggets. I'll tell you that one thing that's not going to be an issue uh, is value. We've already uncovered just a boatload of value with all these moves that have been made that allows you to really pay up where, where you want to. If, you know, if you think this is the game that, you know, somebody's really going to, blow up whether it be the joker or whomever uh you know it, you should have a pretty easy way way of uh rostering those guys so all right man let's go to the two uh late games uh we have a nine o'clock denver nuggets at the phoenix suns 
the Nuggets are a three and a half point road favorite, even though they have two starters out. Uh, and it's a 218 total, very, very low because Denver plays with uh, uh, a slow pace, as we know, with uh, Mr. Joker there just holding the ball, looking who he's going to fire it to. So uh, we've got a 111 implied for Denver, 107 and a half for Phoenix. How do you see this game rolling out there? So, I mean, I, I got some some fair interest in this game. I, obviously, we're going to have to monitor a lot of that stuff that's going on over there in Denver, whether or not Paul Millsap, you know, now he's probable. Will Barton's out. So some news to keep an eye on over there. And Porter's uh, out, too. Yeah, Porter's out as well. Uh, Jordan McRae is expected to make his debut. So I'm going to focus a lot of mine on just the two top dogs here. Uh, for Denver, it's going to be Jokic. It's going to be Murray. I like both those guys in this matchup. Murray's back to playing his normal minutes. He came out and played actually – 43 minutes against Utah, so I feel no wow. worries about his health. Took 26 shot attempts. He's looking to get back going. He only hit 46%, ended up finishing with 42 DK points. So I definitely have some fair interest. He's also averaging 43 DK points against Phoenix this year in three games. So good track yeah. record. Um, I'll be fire, firing up some Jamal Murray. And then the other side of the ball, I like that just that cross matchup. I like Ricky Rubio as well. 5,600, fair price tag for him. He's done well again in this matchup several times this season. Averaging 39.6 DK points in two games against Denver. Great price tag for him, 5,600. So those are going to be the three guys I'm really firing up in this game. I don't mind looking at a Devin Booker, 8,300. But uh, I do have a significant interest in Rubio. And at some point, I do have to take a little bit of a stance with the salary and where I'm going to be spending it and everything like that. So if I can get my exposure with Rubio, um, I'm going to do so. And if I have the extra money to spend up on Booker, I'll do that as well. Interesting, man. Interesting. I do like your take there. I, I'm with you on the Jamal Murray. Uh, I, th- I think that he's going to get the extra minutes and get the extra shots up. Phoenix defensive uh, backcourt is not good. So I think Murray's a real sharp play. Um, you know, I'm interested in, in both sides of the center piece here. I, I think Aiton and the Joker are, are very be much considered for me. You know, I, I may play one of them in my cash and one is a, in the GPP play. I just, I know the total's low, but I'm telling you right now, when Denver is in a game where it's not just a super fast pace athletic game and he's able to actually go against another big, he does great. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's the Gobert's or whoever it is. It's, you know, it seems to be the smaller teams that run and gun he gets a little bit lost in the shuffle there because he's just not quick. But when he gets his feet set and gets squared up or he, you know, he can back you down or hit that little dirt turnaround or, you know, just stuff the stat sheet, I think that uh, that's really tough. And then on Aiden's side, you know, when he goes against a little bit slower, clunkier center, I mean, he that dude is a freak athlete. He's like a legit 7'1 or 7'2 and he can cross over, finish with either hand. I mean, he is a, a really going to be a good player in this league for a long time. Uh, so I, I sort of like both bigs there, and I'm going to be zoning in on on uh, those two being a big part of what I'm doing. And along with you, with Jamal Murray, I think he's one of the better point guard pay, uh, plays on the slate. Yeah, and I, I, I don't knock you for wanting to play, and I just the stomach in the $9,100 price tag on DK is where I'm falling into some trouble. When I know I have Booker. And, oh, we uh, have salary? We have to, we're salary restrained? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> 
once in a while we Shoot. have to pay attention to those, so uh, that does bite us. But I got no. to give them a call, see if they'll waive that for me, because I could put a hell of a squad on there. That's what I'm saying. I'd be I'd be doing so much better if we didn't have to worry about the salary stuff. But unfortunately, it is one of those things that we need to worry about. So uh, that's that's kind of what I'm running into with that. Uh, I don't want to pay the 9100. Booker's 800 dollars cheaper, and I can get Rubio for almost half the salary. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll take my shots there. All right, man. All right, let's get this last one done so we can end up and rolling. It is uh, the late night hammer sweat game. It's a 10 p.m. Spurs Kings, and uh, Spurs are a two and a half point road favorite. Nice fat 223 and a half total. 113 for the Spurs. 110 and a half for the Kings. All kinds of different playable guys here. Uh, at least on my side, I you know DeRozan, Aldridge, I think are playable. Uh, you've got uh, a bunch of Kings. Fox has been terrific. Um, you know, I, I think this is a game where you, you could roster a guy or two minimum, uh, not just because it's the late night sweat game, but because I think this game could get up and down. Both teams play uh, pretty darn fast and uh, compared to what they did in the beginning of the year. They both picked it up, so I, I think there's some interest here. What do you, what do you like here? So, I mean, looking at just the Spurs side of the ball, I always mention that any time a team is traveling to or playing Sacramento, we need to look at the shooting guards. It's just something yeah. I always target. They just always seem to keep getting it done. Duncan Robinson did it for me last night. Great value play. So I'll be looking at DeRozan. Uh, yes, DeRozan Smart. technically plays a little bit of a small forward. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about what their actual position is. I'm talking about – the way that that player uh, comes out the game and the way that they play their game. So he's been, he's been a prototypical shooting guard his entire career. I am treating him as though, and uh, I'll be looking at him. I think 8,100 is a fair price tag, put up 43 and a half DK points when these teams played earlier in the year. So I have no issues going to him. And then I'll be looking at a little bit of Patty Mills. I think for the value at 3,900, he's just been getting it done night in and night out outside of that one poor game against the Lakers. We're looking at a minimum of about, uh, I think 20 DK points dating back to the start of February. So yep. uh, I, I have no issues looking at Patty Mills, too. Anytime we see one of those other guards struggle, we see the minutes directly go to Patty Mills and their significant other over there. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably feel more comfortable leaning on Mills. If you want to play Murray or White, I'm not going to, you know, knock you for it. I just don't have the confidence in them necessarily at their price tags. Patty Mills, you're just throwing that in there because we have such a large listenership in Australia. You're just trying to <laughs> play all those the Patty guys. Mills, Joe Ingles, that's, Stephen Adams, you know, my that's right, players. mate. That's right, mate, for sure. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge since we're done with our our uh, deal here. I'm gonna challenge your Patty Mills call because you're you're I'm gonna be, have the entire continent of Australia rooting against me. But uh, I just am not sold on Patty in this game. What's his price? He's thirty nine hundred. Thirty nine hundred on DK. So yeah, I preferred guys like Davis and all those guys over him. Well, I'm not going to take like, oh. Davis. I mean, you're acting as Davis's agent on this show, so I will not put that pressure on you. I'll tell you what, though, I'll take a similar priced guy here. In oh, these guys are all bad, dude. I don't really like any of these. How about, can I have Culver? Yes? No? Mike? Oh, I had my mic off. I apologize. If Russell plays, I like it. Uh, but if Russell sits, Culver's, Culver's definitely the better option. 
Um, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, what do I have to lose at this point? I'm already down two points. All right. And uh, so we're on that one. And then... and then we need to get someone for favors. That one, that's favors. when I feel more confident. I, don't, oh, I'm not, I probably no. won't even get too much Patty Mills at the end of the night. I will have shares of favors, though. Favors is how much? 5K. That is pretty darn cheap. Okay, so I'll try to give you the... Uh, I'll take... Maxi forty nine hundred. Let's do it. All right, dude. Right, I'm writing these down so you don't forget because I know you. <laughs> I will forget. In the past, <laughs> there has been Some opportunities to wiggle out of it. Yes, we <laughs> had to call in the auditing firm of uh, of uh, Hartley and Miles uh, Hanson. <laughs> Miles is on the payroll now. Let's just say that. But yeah, uh, you know, I got I still got to talk to him about that one. <laughs> all, right, all right man well i know you got uh, a lot of family stuff to get yeah, rocking on, on. Quick before we were, but we just bounce out of here i didn't touch too much on sacramento oh uh, okay uh Belizia is the one guy i'm gonna have some interest in I, i'm gonna want to notice know if alex Lynn and jabari parker are suiting up or not i'd be okay. surprised if they do they you know they sat out friday it was a back-to-back so they might be ready but if they're not ready, I'll be firing up Belitza again at 5,500, just knowing that he's one of the only surviving members of the front court over there. Rashawn Holmes was expected to play yesterday, didn't play, so another guy's news to watch. So we got three big men to keep an eye on, but if those guys aren't able to go, fire up Belitza and feel good about it. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right. I think we've covered the gambit here. Uh, you know, Again, follow us all on Twitter throughout the day. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He's at Micah Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And we will be following this all the way up until lock. Uh, we'll get this show out here uh, pretty quickly, so you'll have all afternoon to, to uh, begin building your lineups uh, and getting it going. So big uh, thank you to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie, and also to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company and all of our folks at the home office back at hoop-ball.com. Go to hoop-ball.com, hit forms and DFS threads. Make sure to keep an eye on that. Uh, Andy Gallagher's always filling that up with all kinds of great info. And, uh, you know, any questions, comments, concerns, shoot them to us, and we want to help you out. So any final words, Michael? No, I'm, uh, just go out there and crush it, guys. Let's keep this momentum. Uh, we've been on a little bit of a burner over here. I'm uh, looking forward to keeping it going tonight. That's right. Let's keep the heater going. All right. We want to thank you for joining us for another edition of Hoopball NBA DFS today. From my man, Mike Patria, and our other DFS pros, Miles and Andrew, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Good luck, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.